motherfucker, you have a responsibility to speak recklessly. People. Otherwise, my kids may never know what reckless talk People. sounds like. The joys of being wrong. I didn't come here to be right. Just give me the fuck around. People like games. That's fucking outstanding. What's up, what's up? And welcome to episode 78, I believe, of People Like Games. <laughs> I'm Solo. And I'm Lila. And it is List Squad in the building. You are, as per usual, tuned into the best damn podcast in the gaming industry. Trademark, trademark, trademark. Pew, pew, let's go, baby. We have a lot to get into. It feels like we've been gone for a long time, but we haven't. It's just been the usual time. Surprise. And so before I jump in, Lilo, what you been playing? Oh, I've been playing some Final Fantasy VII, baby. That's what I'm talking about. Three times the speed, invincible. It's been great. What about you, Solo? I have been playing Final Fantasy IX, the game that I was told to buy by a particular person who said, we'll beat it together, and then went on to just go buy a different version of the game, and it's apparently enjoying it. That's who you were talking to. You said, Solo, we'll beat it together. (laughs) You bought it. (laughs) I'm just going to play The Witcher 3, and you know what that sound cue is. It's plug time, and... Today, May 22nd, even though we're recording the 21st, today, May 22nd, if you are in Long Island, we are hosting a very Miyazaki film night, 8 p.m. It's at the Industry Lounge in Huntington Village. That's 344 New York Avenue. Tickets are on Eventbrite. It's 10 bucks. We're showing Spirited Away. It'll be cool. There'll be wine. It'll be chill. It's a real cool spot. We're going to announce a couple of tournaments that we'll be doing upcoming there as well anywho check that out the link is on one of these following social media channels twitter being the first at people like games is a handle at lilo plg to find senor lilo at bezos plg to find the bees and i don't have one so you can't find me haha but you can (laughs) find us again over on instagram at people like games and you can also find us on our subreddit r backslash you guessed it i'm guessing that you listener have a very good pattern <laughs> recognition yes r backslash people like games we also have our etsy shop up now so just etsy dot shop slash people like games what surprise with our branding um anywho the website people like games do everything is people like games because people do like games anyway I'm sure I could kick it over to the Lilo for the talk, but this show that you are listening to can be found on The Usual Suspects. And now, to Lilo for the talk, baby. Table of contents, what can you expect this episode? Well, you got the hotcakes in the lobby. That's where we give you the one-liners, and that's all you need to know about these particular stories you want to cover. Follow it up with the quick scope, where we dive into four articles apiece, that uh, Sol and I think you need to learn about this week of the 22nd, okay? Where it happened this past week. In gaming, could be game-related, could be business-related, could be both, could be random. Who knows? 
follow that book up review, with Solo Something or Another. He's got a great article for you this week. And it was originally going to be scheduled as our final lap, but uh, no, unfortunately. More, not more of that. a story spanning than an article, so we'll, yeah, we're, we're going to jump into yeah. it in multiple angles, because it's a precedent. Multiple angles. And then um, we're actually debuting Le Rumor Mill again, not debuting, but we're going to bring back the Rumor Mill, just talk about things that we've heard in the industry that you should probably hear and be able to look out for, and then we're going to wrap this up with a final lap. Speaking on Sony's next-gen plans that were revealed. Very exciting, very exciting stuff. But without further ado, let's kick it off with hotcakes in the lobby. That idea is terrible. That yes. is, th- yes, that, is. That's more or less what I still find in that name. I wanted to call it something else, but for now, I'll take the sound cue. We will take the naming of the, the segment. I'm taking it. I'm taking it. All right, so this First hot cake. Dauntless, the game that I covered in a game spotlight, launched is going to launch on consoles with full day one crossplay between Xbox, PlayStation, and PC. Amazing. Solo. And next up we have God of War's lifetime sales. That is the most recent one for PS4. Has reached 10 million copies that is in a little over a year and then to follow that up with a little bit more gaming news Yu-Gi-Oh is finally coming to the Nintendo Switch I'm very excited I played the one for mobile anyway Yu-Gi-Oh Legacy of the Duelist will be available on August 20th damn uh another funny story Pretty much a hot cake. The average American gamer is apparently 33 years old and likes to play video games on their smartphone, which is the most proliferous platform we have available. The average spending each gaming year is up more than 20% than last year and up more than 85% than 2015. Wow. And we're going to wrap up the hotcakes in lobby with something I laughed at. Just Cause, the video game, is getting the movie adaptation treatment from none other than the John Wick writers. Oh yeah, really John Wick writer. And that uh, that kind of closes up, closes up the hotcakes in the lobby. Now we're going to kick it over to the... That's right, that's right. That is our quick scope. Sound cube. Alright, coming up with our first story. We've got a deal coming out of... Yes, it's coming out of China. It is not with Tencent. Sorry, but I had to do this because it's you NetEase. You cannot do NetEase. that. That's wrong. That's wrong. I know. Given the I Tencent know. sounds good and NetEase, how rude. Dude, I'm just saying We've the money's in China now at this point. And you're right. And now the money's in China. That's where it's coming from. We need a but new money one. is now partnering with um, Marvel in uh, China. It's actually pretty crazy. So NetEase announced this new collaboration with the creation of... Well, with the goal of creating new original Marvel entertainment for the Chinese company and just China in general, this includes creating new games, TV shows, and comic books set in the Marvel Universe. Uh, The partnership, I mean, they've already been known to make Marvel games, so that's great. And this isn't their first foray into the Marvel Universe by investing in an untitled Marvel game, but being developed currently by director Ben Brode, who... was the director of Hearthstone. It's amazing. Uh, what's fun is that 
I think NetEase is going to, honestly, like, what they do so well is they adapt games and create ideas or take ideas that have already been out in the market and just somehow just put their own flair to them and make them so, so very wonderful. And this is no doubt what China is is very good at. They'll take the knockoffs and they'll make them better somehow, which I don't really get. They'll just push it out. So be on the lookout for new entertainment. Uh, there's no real plans revealed if NetEase is going to take any of this stuff global or rather if Marvel is going to release it global. But you know Disney. Disney be, uh, they want to own the world. So this is a partnership to help them do that by gaining a foothold in China, even though their movies obviously clearly sell very well. New foothold, new foothold. So? I feel like Marvel is, you know, now moving into games as it sort of peaked, I think, in terms of the film aspect of things they're never going to get bigger than Endgame, so and so, not yeah. to say it's not going to continually yep. make good movies or whatever you have to say but the sort of stranglehold marvel had on the cinematic universe in my opinion might be at a pause or it could continue because to be frankly honest the only movie i really expect to watch this summer is spider-man but regardless Mm-hmm. NetEase mm-hmm. and those companies, I feel like they have like a treasure trove database of the type of skins and psychological like slight preferences that gamers in China like, and they apply those to the versions of successful American That's games. What I'm saying. Understanding that peaks, mecha- mechanics make a game successful if skins can be that easily switched over. So listen to that, developers. That is an important note. Which Speaking of developers, on to our next story here. Steam Chat has gone live on iOS and Android. And oh, that's oh, shit. Not, I don't know that. That's nice. Just happened yesterday. Now, a little, a little bit uh, surprising. However, it does include a majority of uh, the Steam client's uh, features. That includes friends list, rich chat, invite links customizable notifications and group chats and they obviously you know said they were going to improve it etc it's just the initial version however it makes sense especially now that epic um is starting to compete i like basically the ruling that apple face is going to open them up to more situations like this whereas i don't think they might have allowed steam chat in a year ago, as you remember, when they were trying to initially put the Steam TV client on, they were having issues. So, right, they're yep, going to have yep, to yep. loosen some restrictions uh, to allow more competition. This is an example of Steam uh, getting an advantage of a ruling in the current environment. But let's see where where it goes. Honestly, who uses Steam cool chat really? I mean, like, still. that's when you got other services like Discord and Twitch. I don't know. I, but that's that, a good point, I meant but... still, do you? Oh, 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 I mean, I don't use Steam Chat, period, because everyone's did, did, always in di- Discord and did, Twitch. Did you, know? you ever before? So. Were you a primary? No. Uh, on Dota, no. No, not at all. Never, really. Because other games, too, like Steam, they have the benefit of having that first party market and like first player games and one player games. So, solo games is essentially what I'm saying. So. I never really had to play with anybody. And if I need to talk to somebody, just do the push to talk. Actually, yeah, you know what? Maybe. Every now and then. Who knows? This is good news for kids that uh, don't know about the other wonders of the industry, including Discord and just Discord and just use Discord. That's, that's what everyone does. Hey, 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 hey. 
how it evolved right. from where it was to where it is now. Just weird. The market's changing, man. You know what else is changing? Steam. Steam's changing. Why? Because Valve, hey, we're staying on this topic. Uh, Valve has implemented a funny feature that I think anyone who's ever played a MOBA truly, truly understands. And what they introduced is a new avoid a player feature as part of the Dota 2 Battle Pass. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. If you don't like somebody, you have to pay to block them. This is apparently an experimental option that they've added to the game and they're trying to make the game more fun to those individuals who uh really despise the trolling in the toxic community if you really don't like somebody after a game you can go um just put them on a ban list essentially that you should never ever get matched up with funny thing is this is in direct contrast to what riot games has done with league of legends or rather their approach to towards addressing the toxicity in the community where riot literally hired like psychologists and sports psychologists and different other data experts to figure out what makes the game toxic and then how to shepherd the community towards a uh, more positive gaming community, I should say, just to be more positive people. This includes like thumbs up for good teamwork and good communication. It's what you've seen Overwatch as well in other games. There used to be like, oh, report the player, report the player. But now those options, while still there, um, the the positive reviews, the reinforcing of the positive ideas is more prevalent in your face. So we'll see how well it works because as I said, it is only experimental now. And why the fuck did you have to pay for it? Absolutely insane, but maybe they're trying to get some guinea pigs to see how they can work out the kinks. Apparently it's not completely effective as some players would put someone on a ban list and they would still get matched up with them in the game anyway. So... TBD on that. TBD. Uh, my only comment on that would be that the case seems to be that Valve hired those consultants to do the research and then realized that they did not have a way to come up with a concrete answer. And they were like, this was a waste of fucking money. And then they were like, well, fuck it. Let's charge some idiots for it and call it a test. <laughs> And so yeah. if you and then they're like, wait, I paid ten bucks for this and it didn't work. And like, oh shit, my bad. We mentioned it might not work, and they were sent. They're selling you a placebo pill. So this is why no one likes Valve because they get an advantage and they go get Steam Chat out and then they go and they do shit like this to be like, look at this great story this of a so company stupid. that invested in making gaming better and then charge their customers for the fucking option. Anyway. Speaking of nothing related to this, but one of my favorite topics, we're going to Belgium and we're going to talk a little bit about loot boxes because you know how that goes. I have no sound cue for that. So I will say. <laughs> no, that's right. That. <laughs> I will say, Belgium has given the smokes over to Nintendo. More accurately stated, Nintendo has halted two games, Animal Crossing Pocket Camp and Fire Emblem Heroes, uh, to mobile games from uh, their respective sales in the country amid the uh, very strict... Uh, loot box legislation that the Gaming Commission in the country passed a few months ago. 
we covered that. However, more or less, they have basically found that any game that has loot box mechanics in it constitutes gambling under their current laws. And so everyone from Valve to EA to Blizzard to 2K to even in Square Enix have been forced to pull their games. Obviously, Nintendo lagged behind a little bit for whatever reason. But the reason everyone is complying is because the BGC, which is the Belgium Gaming Commission, has been recommending criminal prosecution for developers, which employed the monetization model. This this was actually maybe one of the topics um, that jump-started the, domino, the dominoes uh, back in March to see, you know, the early uh, looks at things. However, um, this is no surprise, and they're going to eventually... Uh, see a lot of these companies, you know, sort of complain about this. And when they do complain, eventually it'll find itself at the EU's desk and then they'll get a uh, sort of area-wide resolution and then America will rule on it after. So expect that in the next year and a half, two years. That's all I got. Dude, I think it'll actually be sooner than that considering the way different states have been, you know, essentially pulling from the European law book and being like, oh, I like this legislation. I like this legislation. We might hear about it sooner, but yes, it'll probably take a long time to go through. I like that. All right. A blank. I'm going to say that like it'll be like a blanket ban that overreaches and that makes everyone say, okay, finally, let's actually do this the correct way because it'll, you know what I'm saying? And so the overreaction will create the proper reaction. I can see that. In that timeline. But I back to you. That. All right, uh, back to me. You said the magic word of Valve, and that made me want to bring up another story. That's right, we're going back to Valve, baby. And this is just a funny story that I think gamers probably understand if you're ever on the computer or you follow reviews of games or, you know, a casual player. Maybe this is just be interesting to you. So in case you didn't know or didn't look at the news, the, oh, my goodness, the Notre Dame Fire that destroyed the Notre Dame Cathedral was devastating, especially for this object that has, you know, it's historical references. It's, it's been in a whole bunch of games. Well, anyway, Valve was selling Assassin's Creed Unity on Steam, right? And they, following this natural, or sorry, this sad, sad event, they decided that uh, they'd give away copies, rather Ubisoft decided they'd give away copies of Assassin's Creed Unity for free on Uplay following the fire, and then they would donate the proceeds to the rebuilding of the actual cathedral itself. This, in turn, spurned a whole bunch of game reviews that were positive, positive on Valve's engine for the actual game itself. Um, What's crazy is that Steam and Valve has tried to address review bombs. All right, this is the opposite where, for instance, uh, Borderlands, on the game, the original Borderlands, once it was revealed that Borderlands 3 would be an Epic Games exclusive, people just started negatively review bombing the shit out of Borderlands. And as a result, it dropped its aggregate rating down significantly, which caused Valve to intervene. As a result, they readdressed their algorithm and how they detect reviews. And essentially what they're trying to do is detect reviews that are off subject or off topic. If they determine that there's a whole bunch of anomalous reviews that are not on topic, aka not related to the game, and that should not influence a player's decision to buy the game in the future, then they'll 
determine the time period in which these reviews happened and remove them aggregately. This same algorithm did not detect the positive numbers that came in following Assassin's Creed Unity giveaway. And uh, yeah, it was really strange. And even some Valve employees commented like, we're not really sure what to do here because Ubisoft gave, gave away the fucking the game and people clearly liked the game and liked the reviews as a result of the fact that it's the first digital recreation or the most accurate digital recreation of the Notre Dame Cathedral that you could do is you can run around it in Assassin's Creed. So maybe it made the game better. Not really sure. Not really sure how that happened. But I think it's hilarious. Um, I guess you just don't really expect gamers to do nice things in this world anymore. <laughs> just negative review bombs. Just troll the system. Instead, it's the anti-troll and it's positive. And so now... Valve is uh, reevaluating its algorithm and figuring out if off-topic, quote-unquote, off-topic reviews are still applicable or not, if they're negative. They decided to leave them, just to let you know. The review only would change the point percentages 1.6%, so they were like, we'll just leave it for now and see what happens. Uh, hold on. I'm, I, I, got, I do got to say... You there's a core element of the story that's important, which is uh, the fact of... Uh, the Notre Dame Cathedral being related to and the fact that they made the game free following it and it still saw an upsurge of purchases on Steam as well. And so the positive mm -hmm. reviews related to the use because they basically digitally blueprinted the entirety of the area to do the actual digital recreation. Um, yeah. yeah. That, that allowed them to do that. So it, it, they admit, I, I think they should leave it because I think that's a special circumstance. Um, and I think they did the right thing there in that sense. Exception becomes the rule then, bro. You should just leave yeah. all reviews. <laughs> I mean, no, no, no. To, to, yeah, open to, say, that, worms, to say that any other game would actually do that and to put that within the blank statement of, oh, you know that game that literally went and used laser blueprinting technology to create an actual scaled version of this super historical monument that burned down? Uh you know, people really like that game because it was around. And then to be like, why don't we do this for all games? Extreme comparison. That is very current times, but does not stand a rational argument. It's pretty great cool. idea, Valve. Leave that yeah. shit alone. But for the next <laughs> yeah. game that gets review bombed, figure that shit out. <laughs> Have yeah. your cake and eat it too. Go for exactly. it. Exactly. Speaking of having your cake and eating it too. I'm just going to brush over the fact that reportedly gamers are making up to $50,000 an hour to play video games online. Uh, obviously, that is an extremely clickbaity headline solely meant to use oh my uh, God. very, very top. Or, oh or like one tweet God. I read accurately summarized this entire uh, story. Hey, do you want to make $30 million a movie? Become The Rock. And I was like, that makes, that's hilarious. That, that about summarizes how stupid that sounds. And so, yeah, more or less, of course they do. They got paid. So I think it was uh, the number that they were using to calculate that was the fact that I believe EA gave a million dollars to uh, Ninja and a few of those other streamers, five, stream five streamers. I was going to say like a certain number of streamers. Yeah. To, to stream the game for about 20 hours. And so, there's been a current argument or a growing trend like we had mentioned early on, even when Apex was becoming popular. And I was like, 10 of these top heavy streamers in this industry 
push a game and suddenly it's uh, the new thing. Watch. Splitgate comes out today. Which, shout out, uh, Studio 1047, however, or 1047 Games. However, watch. Four or five of those streamers are going to pick it up and boom, it's gone. I hope that they were smart enough to pay those people because that is the entirety of the marketing plan you need because what are the actual channels you can reach gamers on outside of that for a game like uh, an online battle mode, etc. thing in comparison to something like a single player game, which you'll hear about through the traditional channels. You see what I'm saying? The incentive of an online game will be the viewing experience to draw you in. Story games don't need that. Now companies will pay more, which just means when we get streaming, PLG Live is a Twitch name. Start fucking paying us for this shit. We're going to be fucking taking off. I love it. Get your discount in now because the price goes up and then the price becomes unreasonable and then we buy you. (laughs) I like where your head's at. I like where your head's at. Yeah. Always business, baby. Always business. All right. As we're getting towards the end of QS, I just want to bring up a great line. I'm going to use that. Esports related. What? I said, that was a great line. I'm going to use that. No, no, no. I'm late applauding myself. I'm like, damn, son. Wicked. Wicked. Get out of here. Get out of here. All this makes me Um, think is. Nothing like a bit of girl on girl. (laughs) There you go. There you go. Bringing it back. All right. Um, going to the MOBA scene again, we're going to talk a little bit out about the uh, opposite of Valve's lovely Dota 2. We're going to talk about League of Legends and Riot, Riot Games. So Riot Games has started a collegiate league and to further, well, to go along those lines, they actually are creating a standalone governing body for the collegiate version of their League of Legends esports league. The move comes after the NCAA Board of Governors decided not to establish an esports governance and essentially is affirming the precedent that game publishers, aka the people who make the games or push out the games rather, um, not the NCAA or, you know, anybody else is going to control collegiate esports as we know it right now. So the governing body is going to be owned, obviously, by the company, controlled by them. And is part of this, well, it's going to be structured in the same way that they currently structure their leagues. So the idea about this governing body is they're going to have to navigate these relationships between different colleges that want to buy into the league itself. If they want to be governed, if they want to, you know, join the League of Legends Collegiate League, they need to talk to Riot Games to make sure that's allowed and they also need to promise a set number of funds towards the league to make sure that they have adequate equipment to host people to to stream their services to make sure their internet's up to spec that kind of stuff uh a key feature of the external advisory board is that they're bringing in collegiate esports or rather collegiate sport experts people who have helped set up the ncaa basketball leagues and you know lacrosse leagues and football leagues and all that all that shit so what was one of the cool things is that we there are notes in the story about what the Board of Governors discussed in their April 30th meeting. And so they voted to suspend talks for esports indefinitely for the time being because they tied 6-6 originally. And as a result, uh, really one of the biggest things barring this discussion is the ambiguity and unsureness or rather the, the soft footholds 
that the NCAA has for paying their players. And if you're an esports fan, you know that anyone who's good at esports, they probably stream and they can make some money on the side to support themselves. This is kind of a problem for the NCAA because none of their fucking athletes make any money. Sorry. Sorry about it. So, yeah. Not really sure how this is uh, going to work out. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I think this uh, relates to something All we that Solo have for has. Solo? Quick scope then. Um, I do agree uh, with the, that, the overall argument, however, of uh, people uh, or athletes um, in college being paid if it's through esports is going to functionally alter the actual amateur esports uh, or rather the amateur athletic system. Um, and by nature of that, uh, it's going to have a domino effect on some of the other sports. Uh, and, you know, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll wait and see where that ends up going uh, in terms of what NCAA is going to try to claim its refusal to uh, try to govern this sort of business uh, changes things and then the publishers get involved. And so uh, it's going to complicate a lot of amateur athletics and uh, college related aspects. And in addition, it does automatically, uh, you know, create a hierarchy because of the requirements you'll need for this, that, and the other uh, in terms of, Oh, you need this for your speed and you need this amount of money ear hold rather than, a small local college with a great team being allowed to enter. So the uh, <clears throat> barriers to entry are now being built. So um, anyway, that is uh, all I got. And now I'm going to hop over into a little bit of uh, something or another where I am going to talk about TT Foo or TF Foo. Sue, I don't even know what the fuck his name is. Suing phase <laughs> because I like your attempt. Claims they're oppressive uh, and say they are taking an eighty percent fee of his uh, performances, which apparently there's been a lot of back and forth, and in the actual uh, uh, lawsuit that was filed, you find out that. They don't. They do take eighty percent of part of some things, but like in terms of tournament winnings and content revenue, they do take twenty percent. But at the same time, the ability to have, uh, you know, or according to Phase, rather, they've taken zero dollars in tournament winnings, Twitch revenue, YouTube revenue, and zero dollars from any social platform. Uh, and they have claimed that he is, they've only collected 60 grand from their partnership with Tifu or whatever his name is. Uh, they say they have different contracts with different players. So would it surprise me if they had a separate uh, deal with different players um, in terms of leaning in on some of the younger guys and then as they get bigger, renegotiating those contracts and then creating a cycle of that? Yeah. Uh, also, Ponzi scheme. Ponzi scheme. It's, sh- it's shady. It's shady practices. And if anyone was going to be involved in shady practices like this, it, I don't know, would probably be phase because 
they're just a little bro-y uh, for my taste. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I uh, think you just pulled that out of your ass. And that's hilarious. I love it. I mean, it would be phase, could be optic. I mean, it's probably Riot Games, maybe Valve. I don't know. Probably Tencent. They do some shady stuff in China. Uh, what? What is it? I don't know. Why would it be them? I think it's just all esports, and we don't no, see it. Phase, if anything, you're telling Blizzard, me phase is broy. How how, we, how does that how does that even not come into I, play? It's not that it's broy. It's you're just that broken it's with so your analogies today, arbitrary. bro. Practice them. Now say it's it just, again. It's just terrible. It's just terrible. We were shitting on on Blizzard and Activision for taking advantage of Overwatch. You could have used them as an example. I just, I don't think just because they're broy that they automatically take advantage of somebody well i think of, of these I'm actual bro. organizations yeah because to have a structured organization that sort of is run yeah i'm allowed to dislike people for whatever reason i dislike people you're goddamn right <laughs> yeah just i'm and calling it falls within the logic to me yes if i see an organization run like that did you see this guy's statement after nade shot said hey Maybe due to some inexperience, they might accidentally take more than it's intended or negligence may lead to this. And he's like, the guy who started his banks was like, oh, I'll make you regret ever saying that. And I was like, man, the internet got people thinking they're way too much. Anyone who tweets like that and is the creator of, or the leader of your, of your little fucking click, you know what your click's filled with? Dicks. Bros. Whole bunch of bros. And so I was saying by that. So that's not to say that more sophisticated operations aren't going to be screwing their players in more sophisticated manners. Um, I'm sure this is a trend because there's no, as I was going to follow up with, established understandings or precedents of the types of contracts and the types of percentage splits that should be occurring for these different sort of platforms in the sense that like, mm-hmm. what's a Twitch view worth? versus a YouTube view versus like a, I don't know, a general, uh, you know, hours watched, uh, you know, what is a YouTube following? What is a tweet thing? So for gamers in particular, how do you sort of calculate that in a monetary manner? I feel like with Ninja, he was a specific case, but not everyone is Ninja. And so for the tier below the top, 10 or 15 that we're aware of those guys and then everyone below them and the teams and the people who make up those teams who aren't maybe stars or are big but aren't the top streamers in the world their their contracts also come into play in here because it'll establish you know if you play for people just need to go public with what they got and then you could just make a scale from there you just I need think legal the precedence. more knowledge it's out there, it does. And that's where a union comes in, too, and making sure that gamers in general, if you're signing a contract, you have rights and like that kind of thing. Granted, this is like, oh, are you but more of a contractor it, now? Are you contracted it also out go, It companies? also goes to pegging values sort of deal, right? It was, I was listening to Joe Budden podcast right, right, the yeah. other day. And he talked about it in the sense of like, what's a, what's a, 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 what's a, a Spotify stream worth, you know? When it was the CD era, it was it cost four dollars to make a CD and you sell it for ten. Uh, you know what does that come down into? But if you the less. Yeah. exactly in the gaming, there's no like established anything, and this is the first time people will be like, so like, what's fair to give to mm-hmm. to in a contract and stuff, and so that i hope i hope there is the 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 transparency because the lack this is a situation created by the lack of unions as you were saying 
uh, you know, mm-hmm. on that point. And transparency in, in the initial setups of this would avoid that. We were going to make that our final app, but it seemed a little bit boring. It was just an elaborate chat. Yeah. Elaborate chat. <laughs> an elaborate chat that did not necessitate ending, which we're going to end on a high note. So let's shoot through the rumor mill, and then let's get to said final app. Pause that, and... Hey, we got sound cue. <laughs> Alright. Uh, with the first rumor we got, uh, apparently, maybe, possibly, you might be seeing a Twisted Metal TV series, baby! Anyone who has played PlayStation probably played the first game, or one of the first games that came out on it. And Twisted Metal, baby! Driving that Twisted Metal black car, it's it's like you put the it face on top of the fucking car and um, an ice cream truck, really, and you add spikes to it. Boom. You got the truck. The most classic. But you'll be. You could. You could be. I really don't know. Uh, Sony re- revealed that uh, PlayStation Productions is in work on a TV show, but like you don't really know if that's ever going to go anywhere. People are always in work on everything. It's just whether or not they're going to be greenlit officially. So keep that in the back of your mind. Solo, you got another one? Oh. I got it, I got it. I'm going to follow up with another rumor, and this is uh, fucking the worst author known to man, who's a great author, but I hate him. George R. R. Martin is stoking the flames of a collaboration with From Software. He is the master of whispers. If you didn't watch the season ending of Game of Thrones, don't talk to me, but also you should know that they were looking for master of whispers. Anyway, uh, there's a blog detailing George R. R. Martin and his discussions about working on a story together to help uh, From Software. and. What that is, no one knows. And when that would be happening, no fucking idea, considering he hasn't even finished his fucking books. Stop making collaborations. Just write your books. That's all I got to say on that. So That's why I had to pass it over to you, because you are the true George R.R. fan. We have not spoken about the finale. Your thoughts <laughs> in one sentence. I don't want to talk about it. That about summarizes it. And, and lastly... Yeah, that's about it. Um, all we have to say is... Solo saved himself eight years. Ayo! But actually, Optic apparently might be uh, acquired by the Immortals. And so, if that were to occur, uh, occur, occur, if that were to occur, the green wall would disappear. Uh, it would be interesting, does show that a uh, time period might be coming up that we might see a, a shift uh, in the sort of established hierarchy, if you will, uh, of gaming uh, brands that are popular. And so uh, shout out to the good old folks on the rise. Hey, and now. That's what I'm talking about. Hey. Epic. Legendary. That's Lilo. Us. Boom. Lead us. Oh, man. Oh, I'm excited. Uh, we came across this story. I think if you follow Zen News and you know what Sony's all about, you probably heard that the chief executive officer, Kenichiro Yoshida, uh, spoke about his vision for the future, really. And this is re- it got our minds turning a little bit. So to give you a little bit of a backstory, 
Um, one of the big things, one of the big cornerstones of Sony is their PlayStation sales in general and PlayStation, how much revenue it brings to the market. Apparently it's a third of their fucking revenue, which I didn't know. Third of their, their Sony company value. They make hardware, they make TV, they make great products and other, other accessories out there, but we know them. We love them because they create the PlayStation, right? And that's, that's amazing. So one of the biggest things that he talked about was his evolution of gaming and what they're expecting to go do in the future. Obviously, one of the biggest things that we were talking about at length before on several final laps ago, I can't remember which one, but it was just, when is Sony going to join the cloud gaming stream? When is it going to join the cloud gaming mania? What are they going to do? We've talked about how they're debuting a PS5 and their loading times are insanely fast. They're going to have ray tracing. Um, they literally, or he literally debuted how you can load up fucking amazing spider-man uh in marvel's spider-man in 0.8 seconds i think one scene whereas on the regular ps4 it takes about 11 seconds so things like that they're, they're showing off the hardware they're showcasing that one of the big things that he said is that they're gonna get into the streaming market and they're gonna work with none other than our boys over here at microsoft so they announced a partnership there and i think that's insane. They're, they're announced a partnership to work together with Microsoft's products, Microsoft Azure, to establish essentially the cloud gaming norm to move forward. One of the biggest things I said about PS5 that I wanted to mention was they are going to do remote streaming. And what does that mean? Your PS5 will be able to stream to your tablet and your phone and whatever other handheld device you can have. So you can game on that in your own house. A different type of model. It's essentially their response to the Nintendo Switch because Nintendo Switch allows you to game on the go. They would be like, you can game on the go in your house and then we'll work on the other stuff in the future. Big, big news. I, I, there's, I think, oh yeah, there's one other point. It's just they're, they're trying to expand their gaming market to third-party gamers. So they're saying, hey, we're publisher friendly, man. Like we got 80% of our market isn't ours, isn't owned by PlayStation and it's not first party games. It's it's everyone out there who's making games for our console as well as other consoles. Uh, we're we're market friendly. It's, it's just that's great. I think Microsoft's doing a better job at that personally, but uh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Big facts, big news. Sony's stock, I think, is going to be going up. Announcing or following the announcement of the merger, not the merger per se, but you know the partnership. I just gave you all the facts. Solo's going to give you all of uh, how he feels about the hot it. takes. What you got? It's hot take time. Yeah. Uh, what's that? Oh yeah, hot take time. Hey, but realistically, uh, I'm going to wrap it up pretty quickly to say that uh, it, it's not very surprising to see these two companies end up partnering in this manner, uh, only because Microsoft has want okay. Microsoft has wanted to. And oh, yeah, well, uh, so on their, their end, on their end, it's not surprising would be maybe a more accurate way to start that sentiment. I thought Sony was going to be like, fuck you, bro. Sony, you. I'm sure, realized how much they should be investing in cloud Soft gaming. That's right. <laughs> and to that degree, remember when we had talked about a couple, I, maybe I was like a month ago, maybe two months ago when it was the initial sort of reveal about it. And Sony was like, cloud gaming's not the future. And now here we are. And right. they just. Change your tune. You're going to partner with the biggest developers for cloud gaming software. I want to see how cross 
uh, console play ends up occurring, is it full cross, uh, cross console play now? No issues. Sony's like, all right, dog, we're not going to make an issue anymore about this. We're going to find out about that. Um, two, it's in their <laughs> advantage because I, I think everyone's aware that Microsoft, by nature of its sort of Azure suite and the fact that it has focused on cloud uh, technology for a lot of years already, not only as a gaming company, but as the entirety of Microsoft, uh, you know, and that's a lot of power. That's a lot of money. It's a lot of research and brain power. And I don't think anyone can really comparably uh, really get their foot in the door there. You know what I mean? It, it's a waste of time to do anything but be like, okay, I'll work with you. Because uh, Nintendo, I'm sure, uh, was that was part of their deal when we talked about the fact, remember when we found out that Xbox Live would be on the Switch, and it was like, okay, yep, help us set up our online uh, backend. And so to that degree, Microsoft can leverage that advantage. Uh, you know, in the slides that they had mentioned, so the article... <clears throat> One of the articles that I found on uh, was on Game of Sutra and had mentioned uh, the next gen slide that Sony or unofficially named uh, PlayStation 5 was uh, re- so far revealed. And it showed that so far they mentioned the CPU and GPU, the SSD drive, the backwards compatibility, ray tracing, 8K, disk support, and 3D audio, right? All that sounds very good. Four things seem a bit more important to me which are the things they have not spoken about yet. Date, price, games, and user experience. I'm curious to see the overlap. A console with full 100% backwards compatibility from first gen to its current generation is the dream. That should be what fucking cloud is. Basically for, it would very much evolve what you can charge for gaming. Everything, I'm excited for it. Maybe PS5 figures it out. They are going to end up doing a PS Vita uh, PSPS type shit. And so, more or less, um, it's curious. We already know such a strategy. We know, uh, you know, Microsoft's strategy for the next generation. Now we're starting to see some of the pieces of Sony. And all I can still say is, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> And that's about all I really did. <laughs> like, what all is right. going on? So basically oh, all geez. of that rational um, sounding logic came down to, yeah, I, I don't get it yet. I don't get it yet. They're the, they're the wild card here still. We're going to see how the pieces fall together. Yeah. Uh, I and, wanted to um, laugh and just say that's PlayStation 5 is a different name for Project Scarlet in Microsoft's realm. Microsoft is actually making the next PlayStation. <laughs> yeah. You heard it here, folks, baby. Hot take. They're actually I... working together this entire time. Uh, <laughs> Hail Hydra. That'd be fucking hilarious. Um, exactly. Right? <laughs> oh, my God. It's so Which, fucking crazy. Uh, that's hilarious. Uh, anyway, I don't really got much more to add. We have hit our timer. We might have run over. Who knows? Anyway, let us remind you that today tonight probably after you listen to this we do film nights very miyazaki film uh nights will be occurring more and major smash tourney announcement coming soon let's stick with tradition take us home i like it i appreciate you tuning in for another fun week 
Uh, Solo actually picked up the energy this week, which I really, really do appreciate because I've been struggling. Played too much Final Fantasy VII on the flights to and from the East Coast because I am out on the West, and uh, my body is still recovering. So thank you, Solo. Appreciate that. You heard it here. Mm -hmm. Yep. Episode 78, baby. Check it out, brother. All right. Appreciate it. Tune in next week and come join us tonight for some wine. Wine and...